Hi, my name's Dasha uh, Brynjolfsson and I'm from PwC. I'm a director there. Well, I'm a recent mover to the island. I've been here on the island about a year or so, um, working at PwC here in audit, accounting and corporate reporting. But before then, I was with PwC, so the same company, but in London. So uh, a relatively recent recruit to the Isle of Man. Uh, although, as I sit here gazing over Douglas Bay, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing at all, albeit Port Erin's a little bit smaller than London. Oh, yeah. But what about the weather? It's a nice day today. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain about the weather when it's like today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you complain about the weather when it's not a good all day compared the to... time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to see it's not just me. And I... <laughs> I was born here. I was born here. PwC, of course, professional services firm known to a lot of people. What sort of size on the Isle of Man are we talking about? Uh, there are about 115 of us um, here on the Isle of Man from uh, actually a huge number of places. It's one of the things that pleased me immensely when I joined. Uh, I feel like there's something like 15 nationalities amongst 115 people. Uganda, Nigeria, Jamaica, China, Spain, Ireland. It's brilliant. It, it really resonates with me. It makes it a very exciting and dynamic place to work. And we've got tax advisors, accountants, auditors, so a professional services firm, um, corporate reporting consultants such as myself, um, really trying to support businesses in, in a whole host of ways. And I've been at PwC a long time now. It's one of the places, uh, the reason that I've stuck there is a place that really gels the values PwC has really kind of gel with me. So we, it's all about doing the right thing. Uh, working together and and really trying to make a difference. Um, And that's kind of why we're sitting here today talking about the ESG agenda. PwC's purpose generally is uh, about building trust in society and solving important problems, quote unquote. Um, And that really does play into ESG, as uh, we're going to talk about now. And ESG is... Is it unfair to call it one of the buzzwords in modern business parlance? It's not unfair at all. One of, if not the, um, buzzwords in modern business parlance. Um, stands for environmental, social and governance, but I'm not sure that gives any more idea as to what it actually means. People often try to uh, get a handle on what it means. And often people use it as synonymous with climate change and doing the right thing to do with climate change, but it's actually far broader than that. It's really about businesses acting responsibly uh, facing the challenges that we as global citizens in the world face. Uh, One of the things that I sort of like to do when I'm explaining it to people is try and boil it down to an individual level. And you say, well, you know, everyone listening here will have heard of Greta Thunberg. Then she's really brought the, the climate change agenda up front in people's minds or the murder of George Floyd, which brought racial inequality right back up on the agenda and the forefront. And we're all, we're all being challenged ourselves as individuals by this stuff. Look at what's going on in the world. There are issues here. What can we do about it? What should we be doing about it? How do we act differently to make these things better? And it's that sort of underlying feeling that really pushes the ESG agenda first from individuals and then into the business world. And I'd sort of interesting to reflect. I imagine a lot of people listening to this will be doing things differently now than they did five or 10 years ago. And that's exactly the nub of what we're talking about here. Maybe driving an electric car when you didn't before, maybe uh, watching food miles. Where am I buying food from? I want to buy local or maybe taking pride in the um, taking part in the Isle of Man Pride event or doing something community focused. And we're doing this stuff. And you've got to ask yourself, well, yeah, I am doing something different. And why is that? And I think it's because we're all putting a bit more pressure on ourselves to act a bit more responsibly and play into these global issues. Uh, Me personally, it's about meat. I'm trying to eat a little bit less meat. I haven't gone full veggie, but I'm trying to eat veggie a couple of days a week. 
which has its challenges when I live with a very carnivorous other half and two very meat-loving young boys. But that's something that I'm choosing to do, and I'm doing it because it's part of this, this wider agenda. And I think we're all making these asks of ourselves, and that is just translating to the business world. And we say, okay, well, if I'm asking this to myself, what about the company I work for? What about the companies I buy things from? What about the companies I choose to interact with, with my business? Who should I buy things from? And so it sort of pushes from that personal agenda into a more corporate sphere. Has this been driven, would you say, by clients rather than by the business? Is it that clients are expecting businesses like PwC to be more environmentally conscious now? I think it's it's clients, yes. Companies, yes. Meaning their owners or their employees actually comes from a huge breadth of stakeholders because like I said it's actually driven by individual people expecting a little bit more of themselves so um, customers will look at a business and think well it's on my mind that I want to um, be more environmentally friendly so if I'm going to choose between buying from two different companies offering something similar if I can see that one of them has uh, an agenda where they want to do something more for the environment in terms of their waste you know, reducing the waste that they produce, I'm going to choose to buy from them. So some of it comes from customers, some of it comes from employees. I've, I've sat in many a recruitment interview and that bit at the end of the interview where you ask the uh, potential employee, well, have you got any questions for me? And they'll ask and say, well, what are you doing on diversity? What are you doing on waste reduction? And that never used to be a thing. <laughs> but it, it's certainly a thing now. You know, recruits will choose which company to go and work for based on they're looking for something kind of like me uh, saying earlier, I want a company that gels with my values. And if this company doesn't isn't interested in this, and I am, maybe this isn't the right company for me. So it is in many ways a product of changing times. And mm. we all know things, time never stands still, values never stand still. We're always expecting more, thinking differently about how we approach life and business in general. Now, I suppose in this particular case, you mentioned a few personal, <laughs> you can take ESG down to a personal level. At a business level, how does it actually translate then to businesses, whether they're sort of big multinationals like PwC or perhaps on the Isle of Man, small individual or family businesses? It does translate and it, it is. It's that ask that we make of ourselves and we're making it of, of companies. And it's a question of understanding, I think, what impact the business does have on some of these wider issues, societal or environmental issues. And then what actions are within the company's control or what could you do that would be different and would make a, a positive effort there? And there's a real push from stakeholders more generally and society generally for companies to be measured not just by financial performance. A company is a good company if it makes money, but actually non-financial performance as well. Well, OK, so what are you doing from a, a broader non-financial perspective in terms of ESG type topics? And there's a push for businesses to communicate what they're thinking, what are the issues that matter, what are their objectives, what are they going to do about it, and then how they how they actually progress against that. You know, how do you measure progress? This is our objective. We're going to cut carbon emissions in half. We're part way there. We're all the way there. This is this is a trajectory we're on. So there's a huge push for businesses to to do that, um, and it's not just a a box ticking exercise. It really does pull through into adding value to businesses. And we see that, you know, you, you can see companies will find it easier to find new customers. They may find it easier to find other businesses to work with because these other businesses want to work with companies with similar values to theirs. They may find it easier to recruit and re retain staff, as I was saying earlier. So it really is 
tried and tested that it can actually be hugely beneficial to have a thought out ESG agenda and strategy. Is this something of a sea change, do you think, in in recent years? Because you can correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I think a lot of people might have had the perception that large multinationals like sort of PwC or bigger business, business consultancy firms, accountants, you mentioned they're making a profit and they might have thought, well, that's really their sole interest is the bottom line. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, And don't get me wrong, there will be some companies here where they might look at the ESG agenda and decide that actually it isn't as important to their stakeholders as making money. But that's becoming fewer and further between, you know, like you actually find stakeholders, and I use that to mean investors, it can be lenders, employees, customers, suppliers. There is more of a focus from all of these people that actually where's a balance. It doesn't have to be you know, you have to throw everything, all your time and effort into some kind of environmental te- metric or target to the detriment of making financial profits. That wouldn't work for the majority of companies. It's about finding, well, how much money, time, effort, investment do we want to put into this such that we feel like we're doing the right thing and balancing that with other strategic priorities. Are people, you think, really on board with it now? Because I guess with any of these ideas coming through, there's always a slight resistance to change, I guess. And and for some, particularly if something's become a buzzword like ESG, they'll just think, oh, this is just box ticking. Yeah, that is very much true. Um, and I also think as well that, that people look at it and say, well, goodness, you know, I'm a we're a car manufacturer. Of course, we use up a lot of energy. What do you want me to do? I can't stop manufacturing cars. But it's not really, it's not about that. It's about really kind of digging into for each company well, what are the issues where you are making an impact? And then what are the actions that can reasonably be, be taken to make a difference? Listen to me, I'm not going full vegetarian and I haven't turned into Greta Thunberg and I'm not going to, but I'm trying to make a difference myself at an individual level, um, which I know is an improvement on where I was before, even if it's not kind of going to best in class. And I think that's important. I think companies out there, it's a difficult nut to crack and sometimes as well, the breadth of the topic, I think, gets people a bit het up. Oh, I can't become this in perfectly green company, therefore we're not going to do anything at all. Like, well, actually, it's not about that. It's about working out where you can make a difference within your broader business strategy, demonstrating and communicating to the external stakeholders out there that you have thought about it. This is what I'm doing. This is why. This is why it makes sense. And then actually you will get that kind of added value and buy-in from from external stakeholders. Do companies need convincing then in in as much as, yes, they are out to make money and Lord knows in the current (laughs) financial times it's not that easy a task, particularly for a lot of small and medium-sized firms and maybe perhaps the larger multinationals are a bit more cushioned from increasing prices across the board at the moment and and people can say, well, it's all very well, I like the idea, but how how is this going to benefit our company overall? There's been surveys and research done out there, companies IPO, for example, so list on a stock exchange and if they have a a robust strategy around ESG, there are percentage points more of value generated on that listing. You know, it's, it's because people see this as important for the longer term. So potential investors will see a difference that really adds some value. Um, there are lenders out there who will lend to you cheaper financing if you can demonstrate that you're meeting certain criteria around certain environmental standards, for example. So this absolutely is of value um, to companies to, to think about this stuff. And it's also worth bearing in mind, I mean, there are a lot of companies out there where it's not just a question of 
adding value to the company, it also becomes um, something that can be mandated. Uh, so there are various jurisdictions. The Isle of Man is not one. I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, but uh, various jurisdictions where there are certain ESG focuses being mandated from governments, from regulators, um, or from other kind of external bodies saying, well, actually, you know what? You know, climate change is vitally important. The UK is really pushed on climate change for, for large companies there. And companies there are required to report on uh, carbon emissions. Large private companies and all public companies what, what are your carbon emissions? What are your targets to reduce it? How is that going? That's been there for years. Um, so that's just an example, but it's really, depending on which jurisdiction you're in, certain certain companies now are being required to think about the issues, the strategy, their objectives, their actions, and sort of report on that publicly. So how does that does this actually work then for big multinationals like PwC? You're mentioning the different governments mm. at where it might be. So does that mean... PwC Singapore might be operating to different ESG standards to PwC Alaman? Um, it's a good question. We have um, PwC globally has uh, certain targets, including, for example, net zero by 2030 is one of the global targets, which is then pushed down into the local jurisdictions. And to some degree, we're, we're at our own remit to um, work out how we're going to achieve that. Uh, interestingly, here on the Isle of Man, we've uh, struggled with some of the... the um, we're required to also cut our carbon emissions by half, which is quite difficult when we didn't have that many in the first place. We were actually a pretty green firm here on the Isle of Man in the first place compared to, say, I don't know, some of the other jurisdictions where, for example, they had a lot of business travel and things like that, which we just didn't have here. That's not to say that we're not going to do it. Just, we just have to get a bit more um, inventive in, in how you go about things. But yeah, so I mean, the, the PwC objectives around climate primarily in terms of net zero, but also recycling and reduction in carbon emissions, and also a really strong focus uh, for us around um, diversity, diversity and inclusion, so ethnic and gender being two cases in point. And that plays to what I was saying earlier about what, what a breadth of um, ethnicities and nationalities we have in our office, right, which is wonderful. Um, but we've just had a really big investment of some inclusion and diversity training that everyone went through uh, to try and teach us to be a bit more open-minded maybe and recognize when sometimes unconscious bias can creep into your decision making and things like that it's been really quite opening it's funny you you can think you know a lot about this stuff but there's a lot of eye-opening information out there so that's been a big investment on the pwc side of things is it going to vary in coming back to the isle of man obviously where we are as we're talking today here at manx radio is it going to be there's not a great deal, as I understand, of, of regulations put into place mm. on the Isle of Man with regards to ESG, but in other jurisdictions, say, like I said, parts of Asia or Australia or the States or something, that could be very different. Yeah, and, and I will um, steer clear of any uh, political statement about whether it's a good or bad thing, but it is a fact that uh, at, at, this, <laughs> yeah, at this point in time, uh, you know, there's no specified regulation here on the Isle of Man in terms of uh, companies doing any ESG type reporting, collecting any data like that. Um, and it's interesting because it, it provides, on one hand, it provides an opportunity. It means there's a lot of flexibility here for companies to identify what they think is important and then react to that um, themselves without having something mandated on them saying, actually, for you, one of the things, one of the two things you have to think about must be gender pay diversity, for example, or whatever it may be. So it brings with it flexibility. What's interesting is despite there being a lack of regulation, we are seeing companies here react. 
You know, it's not that everyone's sitting on their laurels. Companies here are reacting. They are doing something. They're thinking about this, developing their strategies and so on. But then that comes back to the point I've been making, which is that's because the societal push and the push from stakeholders remains, whether or not there's governmental regulation to sort of cement that in or, or force that in a certain direction. So we see companies doing things. Um, first and foremost, it's it's a challenge to, to embark on in the first place. So companies n- need to have those conversations with their stakeholders, try and work out what those significant so-called material uh, issues are, and then where they want to be with that. Do we want to be best in class? Do we want to be just making a small difference? Do we want to be somewhere in the middle? How much time and investment are we going to put into this? So we're seeing companies embark upon this. What we're seeing as well is that actually it's hard. You know, the breadth of the topic you're dealing with is so vast. Uh, The potential actions you can take are so many that honing in on, well, what is the right thing to do is is actually quite difficult. And, you know, not every company is filled to the brim of environmental experts or religious diversity experts or whatever it may be, right? So you see companies tapping into um, external help sometimes just to help them frame their ideas. Um, I mean, that's how we come across it ourselves from a PwC perspective. Now, we we were talking earlier about um, PwC's own agenda in this space. I talked a little bit about net zero, things we're doing, but the other important facet of, of our own strategy is to help other companies get on the board with this stuff. And by that way, we sort of, we help the wider agenda by getting other companies to think about this, to move in this space, to start making a positive difference. Sort of virtual circle, if you will. You get the impression the more we talk about it, it it is such a broad topic. I think you're right, a lot of people might just associate it with climate change Mm. elements, but it's more really about perhaps our network perhaps more caring working in many ways, being more inclusive, thinking more about people's lifestyle, integrating with the communities in which you're embedded, in which you're working and such like, Mm. all sorts of different elements there. Are are people readily buying into this? Is there still some resistance on the basis that you get the impression, at least I get the impression, if we were having this conversation in 20 years' time, it would just be the norm. We wouldn't be talking about it. It would just be what happened. Yeah, Uh, that's an interesting point. There is resistance, maybe resistance is the wrong word for it, but pushback maybe at, at two levels. One of them being, this isn't important for businesses, this isn't what businesses are for. I feel like that's maybe a little bit um, taking an ostrich head in the sand approach to things because I think actually society is changing and individuals that you operate with are changing, their expectations are changing and regulation will come here on the Isle of Man, I'm sure of that. So putting that piece aside, you then kind of deal with it. Maybe that there's some resistance when you try and make some changes. You know, it's interesting. Everyone agrees. Yes, it would be great if uh, the company operated in a more environmentally friendly way. But I do still want to get my annual business trip to New York because I really like it when I go over there. And I'd rather not do it on Zoom or, well, that's all well and good. But I do quite like having three monitors on my desk rather than just having one. You know, so actually when, when it comes down to there are actions that need to be taken here and it may not be as convenient to you as it used to be, um, then you can face some resistance. And the, that's the difficulty is, you know, there's there's no change without change at the end of the day. Um, I say this to the kids when they say, well, yeah, we wanted to do this veggie thing, but I quite fancy some sausages tonight. Like, well, no, boys, that's not how it works. You know, you have to say what you're going to do and then do what you said you would do. It's important, therefore, it comes right back to the beginning if you get the right buy-in from people early on, if you've 
gauge people's views, got them to input into what are we going to do? Okay, let's all embark on this and do it together. If you've got that buy-in at the start, then you'll still face a resistance, but hopefully you can deal with it and, and kind of work through that rather than just hitting a brick wall. So it's definitely not one size fits all by any stretch of the imagination. What can businesses do then? People listening to this, perhaps they are, again, a small or medium-sized business, a small family business, a local business. That doesn't let them, or at least I don't think that means they should think mm, this doesn't apply to us, mm. but perhaps it's a case of how does this apply to us? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, I would encourage people to, to start thinking about it. Don't be don't be afraid of the the magnitude of the topic in a way actually uh, hopefully as I've explained it today it's easier to kind of break it down into it can be smaller chunks it can be actually what what you want it to be and what fits for your business the most difficult thing is sitting down and thinking right where do I start what do I what do I care about as a business where does my business impact the environment or society and what actions are within my control to change that might make a positive difference there it makes a lot of sense to look to others as I said there are other businesses out there uh, who may be far larger than your business but they might operate in a similar sphere and they will already be reporting on this kind of thing you can look to the UK you can look to the US there are companies who are reporting what their strategies are what issues they consider to be relevant to them and then what objectives they set themselves and how they're measuring that and that's not to say that if I have a I don't know a farming a dairy cattle business and I look at a, a great big listed company and they say well they're focusing on X doesn't have to mean it's right for me but it's interesting food for thought as you're coming to your own thought process there really is no right and wrong it's about setting an objective that makes sense that's proportionate and practical in terms of the the sphere that you're sitting in but is a bit different to what you were doing before it really is the single most difficult thing for, for companies to grapple with as part of this agenda is starting from this massive topic and filtering it down to two or three things you think, right, this is something that I can do or we can do collectively. It will make a difference. And it's going to give us an answer to that question when someone asks me in a, in a job interview or when someone asks a customer, well, what are you doing on ESG? You've actually got a response. And it's not a vague response. It's a very specific thought out, well, this is what's happening and this is why. And that makes a big difference. And is that, you think, the most important tip for someone in a small business who's maybe not so far really gone down the ESG route? Is it to actually get together or with whoever is there at the sort of management level in the first instance and think, OK, what can we do to start and what can we identify within this business that we can actually do rather than trying to be all-encompassing and taking everything in, thinking, right, what do we do? What could we do as a starting point to actually start going down this ESG route? Yeah, I think that's exactly spot on. Exactly spot on. And, you know, at the risk of uh, sounding like I'm just here as a marketing employer, because I'm not, but uh, getting some advice from someone else who's been through that process themselves or through a professional services firm such as PwC can can make a big difference just to help you start to formulate your thoughts as to where you want to go on, on this journey and then how you can actually generate some value from that by publicizing what you've been doing and trying to differentiate yourself in the market from the actions that you're taking. Um, it's a very good idea. I think we've, we've got a lot of um, information on our website. Uh, there is a landing page. It's pwc.com forward slash im forward slash esg very snappy title but easy to find it is uh, <laughs> yeah and there's information on there about the wider esg agenda but also um information about 
uh, how to contact myself, other specialists within PwC who will be very happy to help. This is a kind of topic that takes a lot of debating to start to formulate ideas and, and the more voices involved in this topic, the better. It is, as you say, a massive topic and we've chatted away for half an hour and we've probably barely scratched the surface of, of the topic overall. But I think it's a case of, as you're saying, rather than being afraid of it, just identifying perhaps some small element, mm -hmm. uh, taking a small step and starting there. Exactly so. Are you going to go green entirely then? In First time? I've got to get the boys to eat something that's not a sausage. Let me start with that. <laughs>